Hey guys, thank you for joining me on this Monday afternoon today. I'm joined by my friend Brendan Falco from the Falco Takeaway. Brendan, what's going on? What's up, Sean? Thanks for having me. Prom, we have some breaking news from yesterday. Cam Noon has signed a one-year deal with the New England Patriots. So I want to get your thoughts on, is this a good move for the Patriots or a bad move? The floor is yours. Well, it's simply a good move because there's no risk to it. Cam Newton was a free agent for a very long time now. No one was signing him. And the Patriots only have Stid right now. And Stid is an awful quarterback. We've seen it at Auburn. He did basically nothing. I remember him playing against my Jets this year. He instantly threw a pick six to Jamal Adams and was yanked immediately. So I don't expect anything good from Stid that the Patriots were looking to roll with. So I think it is, it's a, it's a no-risk, high-reward move to, to sign Cam Newton. The thing is, it's just entirely different offense that Bill Belichick is going to have to run, given that he doesn't have Brady in there, and now he's Cam Newton. Cam Newton is an unbelievable athlete. Is he a great quarterback? I don't believe so, simply because he's just very inaccurate. He's a career pe- uh, completion percentage of under 60%, which isn't very good. But he's a dual-threat quarterback, which they're going to, again, have to change their offense. They still have a decent running game with Sony Michelle and James White. But, I mean, Bill Belichick has been working with Tom Brady, who basically moves like the Tin Man in the pocket. And now you have Cam Newton, he's, one, he's arguably the best dual-threat quarterback in the NFL. So, with a very inaccurate passer and a dual-threat quarterback, Bill Belichick has to make an adjustment, as well as Cam Newton, working to this offense. Bill Belichick has always worked with Tom Brady, throwing from the pocket. Now things are going to change with maybe play actions, having a wildcat offense, given that Cam Newton is now the quarterback. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do I expect Cam Newton to be the MVP power player he was in 2015? Absolutely not. I think the best days are behind him. Given he had that shoulder surgery, that's given him problems. I think he had a foot problem as well. So I definitely don't expect him to be that caliber player. I think Bill Belichick can help him. I I do think the Patriots are the team to beat in the AFC East. Unfortunately, it hurts me to say that. But again, I think it's a good signing just because there is no risk. They have nothing to lose. There's really nothing to lose. Exactly. And um, for one of the reasons why I really love this signing, it's because of the fact that New England now can run the ball as much as they want. This guy is a mobile quarterback who extends plays. We already know that. Now you bring a guy like Cam Noonan who can run the ball. And now you have, they have four running backs right now, I believe, New England. They have uh Burkhead, Sony Michelle, uh, James White, uh, Damian Harris, I believe. So they have a lot of guys in that backfield. And also now, I kind of like, I know there's not a lot of weapons there, but at the same time, just imagine what a second-year player like Nikhil Harry could do with Cam Newton. A veteran, you see Julian Edelman there. And then you have another veteran in Muhammad Sanu. So something could happen there. Some, some chemistry could happen I definitely see New England as a top three team in the AFC. I I, I believe a, I really believe in them. I would put the Patriots a fourth team. I would put the Texans a third spot. The two top seeds are very obvious with the Chiefs and the Ravens. But again, for the New England Patriots offense, the wild card is Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry missed the first half of the season, and then once he got back in, he just he looked out of sync. He never built chemistry with Tom Brady. He looked very rusty. Just didn't look comfortable. And you could tell that he missed a lot of time. So him being a first-round draft pick in the 2019 draft, I believe it was, he goes to show that he could be that guy. That might be Cam Newton's best option. Cam Newton signed a $7.5 million deal. So the Patriots aren't giving up a lot from him. It's a very low-risk signing, given that 
Cam Newton has been an MVP, and he's only getting paid seven and a half million. But I think it's very ironic that now all these cheating scandals and their fines come right after they sign Cam Newton and right after Tom Brady leaves. Just an interesting thought. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I was like, wait, hold on a second. And I'm like, I'm just connecting the dots with that. I'm like, okay, they just signed Cam Newton, and obviously Brady took off for Tampa, and all of a sudden, this finally comes out. It's it's so weird. <laughs> a, class, a classic Patriot moment. Am I surprised? No. You, you just obviously know it's got to it's got to happen when Tom Brady's out the door, and just another Hercules that uh, Cam Newton has to overcome. Simply given that now they have to deal with the cheating scandals, and he's got to he's got to impress the uh, bandwagon Patriot fans that he can replace the great Tom Brady, the beloved Tom Brady. <laughs> so is he going to fill his shoes? I don't think so. I, I definitely believe that Cam Newton's best days are behind him. I don't think he's re- he's really never recovered from that MVP season. He's been a downgrade since, and now he's dealing with injuries. So I'm not going to hold my expect- expectations too high for him. I still believe in the Patriots, given that they are a top defensive team in the NFL. I think that Kill Harry's going to have a big year, given he's going to have a full season. It's his second year in the NFL. Julian Edelman, I still believe, is going to be Julian, Edel- uh, Julian Edelman, even though his best days may be behind him, as some may say. I like the Patriots' run game. They had a top 10 offensive line next year. But I think Cam Newton does have a good team around him, even though the, the bandwagon Patriot fans love to say that Tom Brady had nothing to work with. I think I don't think that's entirely true. There's some truth to it, but not entirely. But again, we'll see what happens. I still believe that the Patriots are going to go about 10-6 and six and win the AFC East, unfortunately. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, I want to go to, you mentioned Jared Stidham earlier. So I want to go to that side of things because some people... We're expecting, you know, Stidham to be the starting quarterback heading into this season. So they're like, okay, okay, we're looking forward to Jared Stidham now. He's going to be our guy. What are we going to expect from him? And it's like all of a sudden now, you take the pressure off of this young guy. He got his experience from Brady. Now he's getting experience from a whole different type of quarterback in Cam Newton. So I really like this idea overall. It definitely takes pressure off the kid. And I would rather have Newton there as a veteran starting over a guy like Brian Hoyer. It's like that quarterback room, what they had, it was just ridiculous. So I'm glad they brought in Newton. But like, yes. if you really, We're gonna continue. Continue. if you really think about it real quick, this overall is a classic Bill Belichick move. He waits for a guy who he has interest in for a few months or whatever it is. Waits for the guy's price to drop down, and that's when he swoops in and he gets him. It's just like that's just a classic Bill Belichick move right there, and I'm not—you yeah, can't even be surprised by it. I was, yeah, I was really interested, like, and in, like, I was just wondering, like, why are they waiting for so long to get Cam Newton? Like, everyone knew that Cam Newton was going to be a Patriot. Like, given what was on the market, he was the best available option, and then the. And then we're like, all right, maybe he'll do something in the draft. He did nothing in the draft. And we're like, all right, he can't roll with Stid. Stid is awful. Stid does not have a future in this league. I'll tell you that right now. I've seen him play at Auburn. He was absolutely horrendous. And then the one time he played against my Jets, he was no better. I really don't believe he has a future in this league. Brian Hoyer's been, like, cut and signed by the Patriots. So I feel like it's every other day. And then their only, their only option was really to sign Cam Newton. And again, it's just a low-risk move, which does benefit them. And I don't, I, I don't see anything great. I don't, I don't expect anything great from it. I think it's just going to be another veteran presence in the locker room. And it's going to be a big adjustment for the entire organization. They, they, they never really dealt with a mobile quarterback like this. They've always dealt with Tom Brady, who 
basically is the Statue of Liberty in the pocket, who has no athletic ability. He just throws from the pocket and beats guys with his mind and his arm. He doesn't beat guys with his legs. So it's definitely an adjustment, and it's going to be an adjustment for the rest of the AFC East. Everyone's dealing with Tom Brady the past 20 years, including my Jets. I thought we were going to go against Stitt this year. I thought, hey, maybe that the Patriots won't be that great. And a lot of people said that they didn't do anything in free agency and the draft because they wanted to tank for Trevor Lawrence. I was like, whoa, 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 timeout. The Patriots, even though Stitt is not a good quarterback and he has no future in this league, the Patriots defense could win them a few games this year. There was a stat last year through the first seven games that if Tom Brady spiked the ball every single play that the Patriots would be 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. Are you kidding? So they'll be a 500 team through seven games without <laughs> running a single play through op- like a single offensive play. That's the crazy. Patriots defense, the Patriots defense was loaded last year. And the bandwagon Patriot Tom Brady sick fan emotionalist said the defense was overrated, which is a total false narrative. They're still a top defensive team in the league. I get that they had a few bad performances, especially against the better teams. The second half of the season, they weren't great. But hey, in the playoffs against the Titans, the great Derrick Henry, the great running back, they pitched another shutout in the second half, and the Patriots' offense didn't deliver. So I still think that the defense is going to carry them. They're still going to put up great numbers, as they do basically every single year since Tom Brady's been the quarterback. That defense is always, I believe it's seven, fifth, all right, of the 18 seasons Tom Brady was a full-time starter, 15 out of 18, they were a top 10 scoring defense. I don't expect that to change. They had bringing back the, the reigning defensive player of the year and cornerback, uh, Stephon Gilmore. So again, I still expect the Patriots to be a threat. And, I, and even the games they lose, are they going to be as great as when they were with Tom Brady? Obviously not. I do not see the Patriots as Super Bowl contenders. But again, they could still make some noise. I see them winning the AFC East. And the games they lose, I don't see them getting blown out by any team. I think every team is going to be competitive, given the greatness of Bill Belichick. They always have the cheating scandal going their way. They always have the refs on their side. So even the games they do lose, I expect them to be tough battles. They're never going to get blown out. I just never see the Patriots getting blown out. Even though Tom Brady's not there, I don't expect them to get blown out. I expect all 16 games to be tough games that go down to the wire at the end of the day. Yeah, I completely agree with all of that. And uh, if you really think about, I, I know I keep on saying, well, go to both sides of this real quick, how it makes sense. Cam Newton now gets to reset his market value overall now by going to the best coach. And now Bill Belichick could say that, hey, I get to compete in all this. So it's a win-win for both sides. That That's the interesting part. It's just, but even though as great as Bill Belichick is, I don't know how much he's getting exposed to the cheating scandal, if he could still do this. Maybe the Patriots' greatness has to do with them cheating, but that's a conversation for another day. But the adjustment in the offensive scheme is just something that we've never seen them do. Because, again, I've said this before. Tom Brady's basically, he moves like the tin man in the pocket. He's as mobile as the tin man. Yep. And Cam Newton, Cam Newton has had seasons where he's rushed, for, I believe, for over 10 touchdowns a game. He's had monster rushing games. So, again, it's a different offense, and he's not that accurate of a passer in the pocket so it's a totally different scheme it's going to be interesting what we're going to say yeah for sure and uh, you actually were leading into a question I actually have for you because do you think that Belichick is more happy with having Cam Newton as quarterback or you think that he would have liked to have Brady one more year at least uh, no because Belichick originally wanted to get rid of Brady Mm-hmm. In 2017, the whole Jimmy Garoppolo thing. I believe that Belichick saw that 
Jimmy Garoppolo is a real is the real deal. That Jimmy Garoppolo can be a starting quarterback, and Bill Belichick knows like his defensive scheme. That him having a top defensive team, and then Jimmy Garoppolo to be a game manager. I believe he could be title contenders with Jimmy G. That's why you want to get rid of Brady because it would have sustained. It would have yeah, would have sustained and it would have long lasted the Patriots dynasty. So I do believe almost that the Patriots should have traded Brady, and especially you're going to get some assets back to on top of having. Jimmy Garoppolo, who is now proven he's a starting caliber quarterback in this league. Is he a superstar? Absolutely not. But he is a game manager, and we've seen time and time again in this league, a, a game manager quarterback can win the title. Yeah, for sure. And um, I actually have another question here. Who do you think is going to have the better season or even go farther? Would it be Brady with the Bucks this year or Newton with the Patriots? I see them both making the playoffs, and I, I don't. I don't believe any any either of them are making the Super Bowl. The whole narrative that Tom Brady's taking the Bucks to the Super Bowl is laughable. All right, mm-hmm. the Bucks, I get the Bucks. He's finally dealing with a thousand yard receivers that everyone's go all like crazy about. That it's Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. I expect Tom Brady to have a thirty five hundred pe- passing yards for the season, thirty touchdowns, ten picks. I expect something like that, but I don't think it's going to be anything worldwide that we've seen him back in his prime i think that i think the bucks could, could will compete for the division i expect their record to be very similar in the both both teams patriots and bucks the 9 to 11 win range and no i don't i don't expect them to either of them win the super bowl i think the patriots ceiling is making the divisional round i don't see it going any higher than that in the and the bucks i think their ceiling is making the nfc championship and that, i'm talking your ceiling your ceiling doesn't mean you're getting there so I, I think their ceiling is NFC Championship. I think their floor is losing in the wild card. But I don't know if they're going to host a division given what the Saints do. So it's going to be a battle between the Saints and the Bucks for the division. And it just it's different from J- Jameis Winston because even though the Bucks are a great defensive team, Jameis Winston led the NFL in passing yards with 5,100, I believe. But his turnovers are through the roof. And it's going to be different with Brady because he's not going to have that many yards. But he's obviously not going to have 30 interceptions, I believe. His interceptions are going to be in the 10 range, which, again, that changes games. The Bucks went 9, excuse me, 7 and 9 last year. I expect 10, 11 wins. Same, same with the Patriots, 9 to 7. 9, excuse me, 9 to 11. Something in that range, but. Yeah, I definitely so, agree with that. Last, last thing, I definitely think it's going to be very ego driven. That's almost like why I saw this. If, the, if there was a reason for the breakup to be, I believe it's ego driven. They hear the media saying who deserves more credit for the dynasty, Brady or Belichick. My opinion, I, I think they both deserve even amount of credit. But I think now the split up, and now Belichick is like, I, I, got, I have an MVP caliber quarterback, well, at least in 2015. Is he that guy now? No. Camp Newton's almost like he's proven he could be great, but we don't know what we're going to expect from him. And even though Tom Brady's old, he still, like, he still laughs at the narrative that he's washed up. So, I mean, now that they split ways, now it could show, like, all right, is Brady's system quarterback? Let's see what he does in the box. And now, since the, the, the Patriots don't have a superstar quarterback, even though Cam Newton's coming off an injury and he is a former MVP, but now it's like, all right, let's see what Brady, let's see what Belichick could do with an entirely different style of quarterback compared to what Brady could do with the box now in a totally different system. Because I've been guilty of this myself. I said Brady's the system quarterback. I have said that. I just said, like I said, I do not know how. Tom Brady could throw to such wide open receivers in the flats 
with five yards of separation. There was a stat in 2018 that said Tom Brady threw to 53% of receivers wide open, which means you're throwing receivers three yards more of separation. I said, I don't know how that's possible, how the offense weeks of receivers being that wide open. I said, I want to see him do this in another organization. If Tom Brady falls out in Tampa Bay at the age of 43, I'll shut up with that narrative. But until then, I still don't know if he's a system quarterback. But this year is a great opportunity to see. And we'll see what Ken, if, if Bill Belichick really needs Tom Brady. Let's, who's going to need each other more? Does Brady need Belichick more or does Belichick need Brady more? Or, or could they both be successful without each other? I believe that they both be successful without each other. But this year, we're going to get a lot of answers from a lot of questions we've had in the past five years. Yeah, and that's the best part about all of this. It's like now both sides obviously have their quarterback set. The Bucks got Brady all of a sudden. And then now you have Belichick with, like you said, a former MVP quarterback. It's going to be really fun to watch. And like, even if you really think about it, I wanted to mention the Patriots offensive line because I like what they're developing. I like the left tackle, Isaiah Wynn. I like their left guard, Joe Tooney. I like the center. David Andrews, don't forget. Yes, the center, David Andrews. Yep. Uh, who else is on that line? Um, geez, I'm drawing. They were they're ranked ninth last year. Their offense, their offensive line was ranked ninth in the NFL last year. And I believe in the 20 seasons that Brady was with the Patriots, 17 out of the 20 seasons they had a top 10 offensive line. I believe. Yeah. I forgot. Oh yeah, that's so, who it was. Whole, the whole Brady has no help, and he can take Joe Schmo from Walmart, bring him on the field, and make him a Pro Bowl wide receiver is absolutely ridiculous. Please stop that narrative. Because mm-hmm. now, because then last year they told me that Brady had no help, so pick a side. But then they say, oh, he was in his, he was in his, when he was in his prime, he'd do that. Obviously, now he's not. All right, so now he's not washed up. He doesn't need Bill Belichick. He's got two 1,000-yard wide receivers with him. So, you know what, Tom Brady? Prove it to me. And if he does, if he falls out, I'm silent. But until then, we'll wait to see. Yeah, and I think it's definitely going to take some time in the first season there. You still got, just because you're working out with your teammates and stuff, you still got to get used to it in an actual regular season game. And even when you get into the postseason, you still got to figure out a way to connect. And the problem is with Tampa Bay is that that's a young team. You have guys like Mike Evans, never been in the playoffs. Chris Godwin, never been in the playoffs. So inexperience right there. And now you have the six-time Super Bowl champion coming in. With Gronkowski, it's like, is that enough? Is that veteran power enough to lead them through at least one win in the playoffs or even two wins? I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not in the believer that like wide receivers' playoff experience is going to make that big of a difference. Yeah. I believe a coach. I believe a coach's experience is more important, and especially your quarterback. I mm-hmm. believe your your quarterback's your leader on offense. If, if Tom Brady's making plays, your Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are going to perform well. I don't. I don't expect them the wide receivers to crack under pressure. But again, it's been his best receiving core that he's had in a few years, especially since he had like Wes Welker and all, and all them and that whole core. Obviously, he had the great Randy Moss in 07. But it is a different. It's a new core for him, a new location. He's playing warm weather year round. So hey, he can prove a lot of people wrong this year, and I'll be one of them. I'll be the first to admit it. Yep, and on that note, that'll do it for today's episode. I wanted to thank Brendan for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And uh, make sure for daily sports content, you follow on Instagram at the Falco Takeaway. There's always some great videos, great debates going on. And feel free to comment on any video that you want. Join the conversation. 